just kidding. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we're loud again. Yeah, we're loud. We are the normal volume that we are normally. We're not whispering this episode. We're wordsmithing this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely speak fluent English. Yes. <laughs> So this is our February K-pop roundup where we're going to be talking about some of the releases that happened over the month of February 2019. We have a few things on this list. Uh, Our first song we're going to talk about is by new group ITZY. They are owned by JYP Entertainment, so one of the larger entertainment groups. And they just released their first single, which is Dala Dala. When I first heard this song, I was unsure on how to feel. It felt like it was two songs squished together into one. But overall, after listening to it a couple times, I would say that I like it. More than I dislike it. I agree. It's rather up-tempo, and I think that they did a good job with their first single music video, making it exciting and that sort of a thing. I liked, in the music video, (laughs) they had them with real props. Like, at one point, they were dancing on cars, and they weren't CGI cars. You could tell that they were real cars by the roofs kind of buckling under their weight and the girls kind of having, you know, the smile of, I hope I don't kill myself. <laughs> I hope I don't crash through the roof of this car. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was definitely interesting for that part of the music video. They're members. Let's, let's talk about members and some recent controversy sure. that has been happening with this group. So the members are Yeji, Leah, Ryujin, Chair Young, and Yuna. Another Yuna, but it's spelled differently. Yuna, yeah. So one of these girls was actually the target of some pretty horrible cyberbullying because of her nose. And before we looked up exactly like what the big controversy was, we were watching the video and I'm like, well none of them none of them are ugly. And no. and none of them are even the slightest bit overweight, and they all seem like they're having a good time. What could it possibly be? Yeah. What it is is that Young has a larger nose than the rest of them. That is literally the only difference. And you can kind of see it, like, that her face is a little bit longer than everybody else's. But my god, are we going to critique every difference? Like, if they don't meet the mold of a k-pop girl's face are we going to critique that every single time what happened to being unique unique features should be celebrated i mean people are saying like oh why didn't jyp pay for a nose job stuff like that maybe she didn't want one yeah maybe she likes her nose shit (laughs) y'all i know she just debuted yeah not to mention that chair young is talented She was almost a member of TWICE, the group that you guys also love so much. But she didn't win the competition. She almost won it. She was almost a member of TWICE. She's talented. Yeah, I I really think that it honestly was just a bunch of trolls. That's the internet for you, I guess, in 2019. 
I really think that us as K-pop fans can do better than this. If you see someone on your Twitter feed or Tumblr feed or whatever, you know, bashing an idol's straight up their looks, just be like, hey, you wouldn't want someone to say that to you. Yeah, don't comment on someone's appearance if it's something they cannot change immediately. Yeah. That's a fucking shitty thing to do. Yeah. Not to mention, I'm interested to see how JYP and Cherry Young will respond. Is she going to go ahead and get plastic surgery because of all these fucking trolls? Or are they going to double down and say that this is my beautiful, unique feature? I'll be interested to see what happens. I really hope that she keeps her original nose because this is only, like, given this girl more of a spotlight. And honestly, Itzy wasn't really on my radar. Like, I was vaguely aware that they were a new group that debuted because of, I keep up on the K-pop subreddit. But because of all this online shit that was happening, I was like, whoa, okay, who are they? What's their song? Like, who is this girl? So honestly, like, these horrible trolls have only brought popularity. I want to know when it's going to end. Like, if we're going to critique every little thing about someone's face, right now there's a screen grab of, of Hwasa in front of us from Mamamoo. She has very almond eyes, not the usual big round eyes that you would see in K-pop. We're going to start critiquing her eyes. We're going to make her get eye surgery. Are we going to make Soren have a different face because she's Thai and happens to have a different facial structure? Like, when will it end? Be nice to each other and remember that idols are also human beings. So I'm really looking forward to see what else Itzy comes up with. Right now, they're kind of going for an EDM house-ish vibe. I didn't really get that from Dala Dala, but... That's always a good genre of music to go with, like, a poppy house sound. Yeah, it definitely sounded more experimental than other debut songs that I've heard, so I'm interested to see what their second song will be. So let's move on now to Hwasa, who just came out with Twit. And um, she is a member of Mamamoo, who is supposed to make a comeback soon, Sweet. I hear. So, hopefully. I enjoy Mamamoo <laughs> a lot, yeah. I feel like Mamamoo is one of those underrated groups, honestly. They don't get enough appreciation. Truth. That's tea. So, Hwasa's song, Twit, when I first listened to it, because there are subtitles on it, so you can kind of get an idea of what she's talking about, I, at first I was like, okay, I don't understand who Sim Chung is. Apparently, it's the South Korean, like, lore behind this person named Sim Chong. So that's what she's talking about for that. And then I also didn't understand why she was saying twit over and over again, because for Americans, that has a specific meaning. People that are English speakers, that has a specific meaning to it. Someone that's basically a bumbling idiot, not really aware of what's going on, etc. So I was wondering what she meant by that in this song. So I had to do some research, and I found an interview in this interview, she replies with a laugh. She says, That's true, but the song is telling a person who foolishly loves me far too much. You're a fool. So, in a way, in this song, I think that the word fool has a positive meaning. Say that three times fast. <laughs> so then she went on to elaborate that the person in the song is someone who is purely and innocently giving her his love, uh, like a fool. 
But because she has too many things that she wants to achieve and too much ambition, that man that she's calling a fool ends up coming up second to her other priorities. Yeah, so she's not saying that she's an idiot. She's saying that you're an idiot to love me because I am too much of a career woman. Right, and she's not saying that like her her lover is like a stupid person. No. She's just saying that she should understand why he puts everything into her when she has higher priorities than him. He's a love fool. He's a love fool, yes. So what did you think of the song itself? I thought it was a pretty good song, but it didn't truly like inspire me in any sort of way. Maybe I'll in the shower be like twit, 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 twit. But that's kinda it. I didn't truly enjoy the song that much. It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, it was not bad. But I don't know, it just it wasn't a bop. Yeah, it was it was lacking a certain key ingredient to make it a bop. That's not to say I didn't like the song or the concept behind the song. In fact, I think Quasa had a unique way of looking at a situation and making it into a song. I like that she had that kind of creative input into it, especially because, and this is going back to the interview, she said, so I think it's partly about telling that person, you're a fool in order to justify my own behavior. So I like that she has that kind of nuance in her solo debut. I think that's really cool. Let's move along to another solo lady, Miso, with On and On. It's O-N. And on and on. And when we were watching this, we were kind of confused because her previous releases have all been like hip hop rap songs. She is a rapper. Uh, she was the rapper in a girl group by H Brothers Entertainment. She was kind of like the hyena of that smaller company, pretty much. And this is a straight up pop song. Yeah, she does not rap at all in this song. Which is weird because her other two popular songs, Pink Lady and KKPP, reminded me heavily of, like, early Hyuna. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, just very, like, high femme, but also rapping. There was none of the rapping in this song. She was still pretty high femme, but On and On is not a rap song, it's a house song. I was truly shooketh by this song. <laughs> it surprised me. It confused me. It turned me on just a little bit. <laughs> And I don't know, like, this is definitely going on my playlist for the month. I really, really enjoyed this song. The instrumentals were top-notch EDM. Mm -hmm. You know, top-notch. Whoever produced this song, I want to give you a standing ovation. It sounded amazing. It was a really, really polished pop song. And her vocals sounded really good. I've never listened to Girls Girls songs, which is the group that she was formerly in. So I don't know. I didn't know if she could sing. All I knew was that she could rap. Yeah. So I was like pretty shook. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising to me also, especially given, again, her last two most popular songs being purely rap songs. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what she'll come up with next. Maybe she'll do another pop song. Maybe it will be a pop song, but with some rapping. Who knows? But she looked amazing. I, j I just have to say, she looked so good. <laughs> she did. She did. All right. So moving right along, we cannot do this podcast without mentioning Luna released a new album called XX. 
And in particular, we're going to talk about their single off of that album, Butterfly, which they have a music video for. XX is pretty much a more toned down version of Plus Plus. Even at the end of the Butterfly music video, the Plus Plus kind of spun around to do XX, Mm -hmm. if you notice that. Honestly, this song is mid to slow tempo, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I just, I wasn't feeling it. It misses the mark for me in the way that The Velvet missed the mark for me back when Red Velvet did their album The Red and The Velvet. Did not like The Velvet as much because it was slower tempo. I would say that XX has more mid-tempo songs, like has a little bit more of a saving grace than The Velvet did, but I agree with Emily that everything is a bit more slowed down, a a little bit more muted. But in the same vein, I feel like they can be a little more creative and and more able to showcase the range of their voices also. So specifically talking about the Butterfly music video, I was impressed by the amount of diversity in it. All the Luna girls were kind of in this set dancing, but the music video wasn't really about them. Mm -hmm. It was more about these separate mini stories of these singular women dancing, brooding. I was really, really shocked that like the second person they showed was a dark-skinned black woman. Yes. I was pretty shook by that. And then they ended up showing like a bunch of different diverse women of different skin tones um they were all kind of around the same age yeah i was pretty shook by that they were getting a little too close to like the top ledges of roofs for my taste yeah like i'm i'm pretty sure that the song butterfly has the connotation of spread your wings be creative take risks you know go for it but them standing on the edge of buildings had a darker connotation for me I was like, where do they have to go to fly and spread their wings on the top of a building? They would have to jump off the building, which uh, was a little suicide-y for me. That made me a little uncomfortable. I was like, I don't really know what they're talking about here. But yeah, that's kind of my takeaway from it. I get they're trying to be like creative and uplifting, but it seemed darker to me at some points. Yeah, maybe don't have people standing on like the edge of buildings. (laughs) I get that they're trying to go for, like, a big panoramic shot. Like, look at all this stuff, and it could all be yours, everything the light touches. Maybe that would be cooler if... You were standing on a mountain. The point of view almost seemed like, you're gonna tippy-topple over this building. (laughs) And and this was not the whole music video. I can think of, like, three different ways to frame that in a better way. Like, if the sky is the limit, you can have someone poking their head out of a submarine and looking at the ocean. Like, anything that is for a big panoramic view other than someone standing at the very edge of a very tall building with a cityscape in front of them. You know, just framing. Our next lady that we are talking about is Tiffany Young. Formerly of SNSD slash Girls' Generation, she released a song and music video, Lips on Lips, and it is completely in English. (laughs) 
now she's doing her thing all in English. I knew that she was American. She's from California. So whenever SNSD needed someone to go say something in English, they were like, Tiffany, girl, you do it. Yeah. You got it. Probably most of her fans, like, speak Korean uh, and English, too. But, you know, it's a brand new world. Releasing songs in English is a whole new world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like the Asian Americans could be a potential market for her, especially in places like California and Seattle that are, you know, heavily embroiled in the K-pop culture, Mm -hmm. but also um, are American citizens, so they speak English also, or at least fluently enough to be able to understand her music video. I still feel like it's a very niche market, though. And though she's not entirely leaving K-pop behind, I would still classify this as K-pop because she is a Korean-American artist. But, girl, leave the box sets behind in South Korea. You don't need them. She she may not have, you know, beyond box set money to be doing that with. I don't know what ties she still might have with SM. I thought she had left SNSD completely. So that may also be the case. Mm-hmm. So overall, the song, I would say it was okay. I wouldn't say it was super amazing. It's definitely been better than some of the songs that I've heard this month, so. Oh, for sure. And I think that she looks amazing in this music video. She finally gets to shine, you know, relatively by herself. So I think that this is a good move for her, and I'm excited to see what else she can do. Hopefully she gets some catchier songs out of it, because that's really how she'll take off as a solo artist. So our next artist is Taemin, the lovely Taemin, my number one from Shiny. I love you, bitch. He released the Want music video. And it has English subtitles so we can live in the full fantasy of Thotty Taman. Like, <laughs> yeah. When we were doing our ASMR podcast last week, we read a, I believe, an Instagram comment to the teaser for this music video was, we won't survive and he doesn't care. <laughs> and I truly, even though we were laughing at it in the ASMR podcast, that is correct <laughs> for this music video. Like, we didn't survive and he didn't care. <laughs> Instagram user, I am so sorry, sweetie. You were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this music video is giving me very serious Madonna, Express Yourself, Michael Jackson vibes. Michael Jackson, Silver Glove, like, hardcore. Yeah. Also, a little bit of interview with the vampire <laughs> slash Adam and Eve. Like, yes, there there was like apples, snakes. It was a lot about temptation, mm-hmm. the loss of innocence. There's a lot to unpack with this. There is. It was extremely seductive and sexual. I was taken aback. I was not prepared. I was not ready. But it is everything I wanted. Hence the name of the song, Want. <laughs> It truly was everything we want. It was everything we wanted. He truly gave the gays everything we wanted. Yes. Wow, what a hero. This song is also like a total bop. I've been listening to it kind of on repeat now. And of course, it's Taemin. He is knocking it out of the park with the dancing. It's so conceptual. 
rhythmic, avant-garde. It, honestly, it's like nothing I've ever seen in K-pop. Yeah, I really think that Taemin is truly an artist. He gets to express himself in a very unique way and also through his music. Music, dance, the way he dresses, I think... Makeup. I think, yeah, I think he is finally getting to express himself the way that he wants. And that is when you truly get amazing music like Move, like Want. I am so excited to see what else he's going to come out with because he truly is an artist. We're so excited. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's truly establishing himself as an artist. He he has like this, the kind of creativity that, Emily, you were talking about earlier, like G-Dragon had in uh, like Michigo. And Kupta and, and and Crayon and yeah. like being able to express themselves like that's when really amazing music is created. So I'm super excited yes. for Taemin. Let's move along to another artist who just released her kind of like debut music video, Giant Pink with Mirror Mirror. Giant Pink is actually the most recent winner of the Korean reality competition, Unpretty Rap Star. People that have won Unpretty Rap Star in the past are artists like Cheetah. Like a lot of rappers that you would know from the K-pop scene have been in Unpretty Rap Star or have won or been high up in the competition. Even if you don't win, if you do well, you will get noticed by record executives while you're on Unpretty Rap Star and you will get signed. Like you might not get signed by JYP, YG, or SM. But you will get scouted if yeah. you are on Unpretty Rap Star. It's a pretty big deal. You win by, like, voting. So. Yes. So Giant Pink won. And the first thing I noticed about this music video was that she looked kind of eerily similar to CL. Yeah, and, you know, we're not saying that they are the same person. It's just that the most recent CL we have seen has had gray hair. Giant Pink had gray hair in this music video. She also did her makeup very similarly to CL, and I feel like they have a slightly similar face shape, so that if you did, like, a quick take, you might think it's CL for, like, five seconds. And I think, stylistically, like, the way she dresses and her style is also similar to CL. So, uh, but once she opens her mouth, it's it's not CL. No, she has a much deeper, raspier voice. Mm -hmm. It's very unique. It is very... Very unique. I think if I just heard Giant Pink and then some other rappers, I'd be like, that's Giant Pink. <laughs> I can yeah. tell. Her music video was pretty colorful. Mm -hmm. It was pretty in your face. It was very sexual. So. Very sexual. There was literally pussy padding, uh -huh. uh, close-ups of crotches mm -hmm. on butts. I was like, what's going on? Lots of twerking. Lots of twerking. I was like... My mom says I have to come home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I was not ready for it at all. But if you're going to be the winner of I'm Pretty Rap Star, you got to show up. And like, this is her first music video. So yeah, the, the zoom ins on the girls faces too. And overall, like the general dancing reminded me of Hello Bitches too. Although it did not go as hard as Hello Bitches. No, it didn't go as hard. Let's be real. Also, I just want to say that Nick, while watching this music video, said, and I quote, slap that hole, sis. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So our last group that we're going to talk about is G-Idol. And they came out with Senorita. So in Senorita, we were a little bit confused by the name, just because the only Spanish influence we could really tell from the music video was that they had trumpet playing in the background. There was a man who sang Senorita in the middle of the chorus, and they had kind of tango-y, salsa-y dresses with, like, frills on them. Very minimal frills. But other than that, we were kind of confused why the song was called Senorita. I really wish that there were some subtitles. Yes. (laughs) We've become so spoiled now that subtitles are on a lot of videos. I just wish they were on all the videos. It would just make our lives so much easier. They did not lean into the Senorita concept. I was ex- no. I was expecting Spanish guitar, or I was expecting like a tango or a salsa dance elements. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the trumpet was there. I don't know. I was expecting like Latin inspired percussion. Yeah, you know that just wasn't there. Something like even the song was not that like fiery or upbeat. It was just kind of like. Eh. It was very average, yeah. very in the middle, and. We here on Soulmates Podcast are no longer satisfied with just in-the-middle songs. We're not. We want our faces to melt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this just really didn't do it for me. And again, I feel like I'm saying this a lot. I'm not saying it's bad. It just wasn't great. Yeah, especially when I know that G-Idol can produce songs like La Tata and uh, This Is Muted. And honestly, pop stars. Two of these girls are in KDA, so... True. We know y'all can do better. Yeah. Yeah. And Park Bomb is confirmed to be releasing music soon, so stay tuned for that. Oh my god, yeah. When I saw that there was a confirmation for that, I about shit myself. Right? I was like, Re- that's that's a real thing that's happening. That's not a rumor. She's back, y'all. <laughs> so look forward to that. It is coming soon. So that is our February K-pop roundup. Do you guys agree with us? Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? What songs are on your current playlist? What artists are you currently looking out for? Who do you want to have a comeback in March? Let us know. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can send us an email, soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can find us on YouTube, Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, at Soulmates Podcast. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. We are there under Soulmates Podcast because we know about branding. Hey, Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.